<clears throat> Hello and welcome back to another episode of And Other Ramblings Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe or Zero, whichever you prefer. And today I'm going to be talking about a funny little story about the time that I almost died in a cave. Um, because I just, I felt like I was need, I needed to share it. I was also listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Shout Out Morbid. Um, I love Morbid Podcast, and they just recently did an episode on um, Nutty, Putty, Nutty Putty Cave. And um, I was inspired. I was inspired. I was like, oh my god, I need to talk about this time that I almost died in a cave, because it's it's a funny story, but like, like it's a funny story now. At the time, it was not a funny story, it was a very scary story, but <laughs> looking back on it now, it's a funny story, and thank god it's a funny story, and thank god I got out of there, because I don't want to have died in a cave, and I'm glad that I did not. So let's get into it. So basically, I'm sitting on a very creaky chair, so sorry if you hear, sorry if you hear that, that's cannot be avoided also sorry if you hear scooby jumping out the window scooby is here she's well she was by my feet now she's disappeared probably out the window it's okay she's allowed to go outside the window she's an outdoor cat now she she gets to explore the outdoors but only at night because that's when there's less cars and it makes me less anxious but back to the story um basically it it was, I think, Bonfire Weekend, and if you're in the UK, you know what Bonfire Weekend is. If you're in the US, you don't know what Bonfire Weekend is, but Bonfire Weekend is, like, just a weekend. To, this is my American brain explaining a British holiday. Um, it's just a thing where you all get together and you just burn a lot of wood, and, like, for us, for cavers, Bonfire Night was just, like, we got a bunch of pallets, like, those pallets of wood that you see at, like, Menards or, like, hardware stores, And we just got a bunch of pallets and you just pile them up to this big like mountain and then you light the whole thing on fire and it like burns all night and you just get drunk and you just talk around the fire and it's just, it's just really nice. But it was bonfire weekend and we did a trip to the Yorkshire Dales. I'm going to get kind of specific about locations here because I can and because I can encourage people to not do these things. Um, um. I don't remember the name of the exact cave that I had done because I've kind of erased it from my memory and it was the only time I've ever done that cave. Um, But it was one of the caves that is in the Yorkshire Dales and it's right by um, Bullpot Farm, which is um, the place that we were staying at. Lovely, lovely place. Um, Absolutely gorgeous views um, of the countryside from there. But bonfire weekend, um, first night we got there, we got drunk, set a blaze of fire, um, and then we went to sleep and we went, uh, to get ready to go caving the next morning. And, you know, as it, as it goes on caving weekends, people are hungover or whatever, but people still go in caves anyways, because we're troopers, I guess. I don't know. Or we're British, <laughs> not in my case, but in the majority's case, British people will go spelunking in caves, hungover or not, sometimes still drunk, even though they shouldn't. Um, but that's another lesson that can be learned in this case. Um, so basically the leaders, cause I was not a leader at the time. I was just, I was just uh, like, I, I had been in caves before, but I hadn't, um, ever like, like planned out going into a cave or looked at the weather and like, cause basically what goes, I'm, I'm a leader now, so I can explain from a leader's perspective, what goes into planning a cave is a lot of rainfall study and study of like the land and like what areas are going to get a lot of rainfall and like at what times, because a lot of the rainfall leaks obviously underground into the caves and can flood them and so some caves are not safe um little like foreshadowing here some caves are not safe once it's rained because you cannot get out if you're already in there because you will just drown 
Um, or sometimes you get trapped in a space where there's a little bit of air and you're just trapped in a cave and you can't get out unless you want to swim your way out. And sometimes that's most of the time. In almost all cases, that's not possible because unless it's previously been like rooted by divers, um, where they basically lead a string, like a rope, not just a string, but like they put a rope that's like nailed to the wall and you just follow the rope. So cave divers will do that. But obviously I'm not a cave diver because I don't have a death wish. Sorry, cave divers, but you're far more brave than I am. But yeah, so cave divers will follow that lead um, underwater and they have like he- like headlamps on that are waterproof and like they can kind of relatively see under, under the water. But we are not cave divers. Um, we are just regular cavers. And so we need to go into caves that don't have water in them. Um, and I was with, um, so basically there were two um, groups of cavers. We, there were cavers from the University of Manchester and there were cavers from another university. I think it was Newcastle. I'm not 100% certain, so don't bash on Newcastle Caving Society. But um, basically the, the group that I was going with was going to be led by one of the cavers from Newcastle. And when they were planning the trip in the morning, I was not part of the planning uh, like process at all. Um, I was just one of the people going on the trip, so I was not required to do any of the planning. But there was some discussion of whether or not it would be raining and how long we would be in the cave for, because there was going to be rain later in the day, but we didn't think we'd be underground for very long. So we were like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll we'll get out before the rainfall. It's totally fine. Um, But mind you, the weather doesn't always cooperate, as we will see in this case. Um, So... Basically, we get all of our caving gear on. It's a group of about seven of us um, and half of us. So there's also this thing in caving There's called SRT, which is uh, I think it stands for a special ropes training um, or something. Some, I don't know what the S stands for, but it's it's ropes training. And it's like the method you use to go down pitches. Pitches are like big drops in the cave. Um, and so basically... Basically, um, half of the group that I was with was not SRT trained. I was SRT trained, as was um, the person who I was with, with, which was my housemate, Zach. He wasn't my housemate at the time, but he is now. So I will be referring to him as my housemate, Zach. Um, But we were SRT trained. It was just the two of us from Manchester, and then it was about four people from Newcastle, if Newcastle is the right place. Um... But it was four of the Newcastle people, me and Zach. So it was a group of, like, seven. Is that, what is that, four, five, six, six. Sorry for my bad math. I'm not good at math. Please don't hate me for it. Um, But there's a group of six of us, plus seven, because including our leader. Um, And then we had a second that was also at the back of the group, but they were included in the four um, from Newcastle. So we go trekking in in all of our caving gear. It's pretty windy out. It's cold. It's like misty. We're walking like my ears were so cold. I just remember how cold my ears were. And I was like, I was like, oh, this will be a short walk to the cave. Like it's not going to be that long. It was a 45 minute walk in full caving gear. And let me just break it down for you. So caving gear, you've got your undersuit on, which is like a fleece wool thing that keeps you warm because otherwise your like your body would freeze in a cave underground because there's no heat it's freezing cold um and a big issue with caving is people getting too cold and needing to leave the cave because they've gotten too cold but <clears throat> basically 
um, it's undersuit, then you've got your oversuit, and then you've got um, a helmet on, and then if you're well-prepared like I was, you've also got um, wet socks on and, like, water, like, waterproof, not waterproof, but, like, mesh, like, water gloves that just help you grip onto things better, um, and, but also keep your hands warm at the same time. So, like, it's the kind of stuff that, like, surfers would wear or, like, I don't know what, where else people would wear, like, wetsuit stuff, but, like, surfing is the thing that comes to mind. Um, and and all of this equipment is quite heavy. Plus, plus you've got all of your SRT kit on, which is, like, like one of those, like, um, waist things. Like, what is it? It's, I can't think of the name of it. It's like, it's, like, one of those, like, whenever you go bungee jumping or something, like, it's like the harness. It's a harness. You wear a harness, and then you've got all of your ropes dangling off of you. Um, all of your, like carabiner hooks like all of those locked you've got like a big like carabiner hook in the middle that's holding everything together it's super heavy and imagine having to walk 45 minutes also you've got wellies on if for if you're not british wellies are rain boots um but they're really tall rain boots so like they're like meant for like farmers and stuff like people walking in big muddy like areas it's meant to keep your feet from getting wet but when you're in a cave your feet get wet anyways, and that's just kind of the deal. But walking 45 minutes in this misty, cold, rainy weather, um, which was already a bad sign because we didn't think it would get rainy until the afternoon, but it was already misty, and we were like, shit, okay, well, I don't know how long we'll be in this cave for. Um, but we we walked the 45 minutes to the cave. I'm already miserable because I'm like, this was, I did not expect this to be such a walk, and we're going to have to do it all the way back after we've done the cave. And I was like, that's going to suck. But I was like, it's okay, it's fine, get through this, like, you'll be fine. Like, just, 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 basically my, 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 like kind of like thoughts when I'm going into a cave is just like just get through it um which is probably why I stopped caving because I was just it was not a fun thing for me I think it was fun it was fun and it was enjoyable but I think I enjoyed being with the people more than I enjoyed the actual caving itself so you know it's a little different Scooby's getting into something I need to check on her okay I'm back um, I know that was momentary, um, just a momentary pause for you, but she was digging in the recycling bin, so I needed to get her out. Um, but she's she's fine. Scooby's all good. Um, back to the story. So we got to the cave. We get to the cave entrance. We cannot find it. So we're walking around in this field somewhere, like walking down like this big hill, and then we find like basically a manhole cover, just on the like in hidden kind of in the side of like this hillside, and we get there and we're like fuck yes, we found it. Let's get in this cave. And I was already knackered at this point. I was so tired. And I was like, great, four hours in a cave. Can't wait. Let's do it. Um, The leader goes in, then um, the rest of us go in. And it's just a normal climb at this point. Um, It's really smooth cave. It's like, um, it's just like, very like, water, like, rubbed rock. I don't know what how else to describe it. But it was just like, very eroded rock by water so it was like a smooth like not too squished way of getting in and the walk it was basically like just walking in a cave instead of crawling usually it's crawling in a cave but at this point we were able to walk through the cave um even though it was it was kind of tight pitches and like like tight squeezes in some areas um but the cave itself was not that bad um and then we got after about probably an hour of walking in the cave we got to the first SRT bit, which is the where you have to go down the pitch with, like, the line 
that attaches you to the pitch and then you slowly let yourself down the line and you descend um the pitch and I go down I go down first no problems no problems at all um then Zach goes down next no problems at all then we have to wait for the four not SRT trained people to learn SRT on the job literally they were learning SRT as they were doing it which is so unsafe and so oh my god I just I can't I don't know why the leader thought that this would be a good idea for non-SRT trained people to do SRT in a cave that's just it's just unheard of in terms of cave safety it's so bad I can't believe that it was allowed and I'm so glad that that leader is no longer a leader or at least I haven't seen him since um but he should not be allowed to lead people in caves because he was very unsafe about it when it came to emergencies he was good in a pinch but he got us into that emergency and he shouldn't have in the first place so I don't I don't think he should be leading caves but it takes about so it takes me about 20 minutes to get down this pitch it takes Zach about 20 minutes to get down the pitch um and then it takes the people who are learning SRT about 40 minutes each and so we're just sitting at the bottom of this cave, sitting at the bottom of a waterfall because this pitch is through a waterfall. We're sitting at the bottom of this waterfall. Mind you, it's a smaller waterfall. It's not like massive and like spraying. It's just a mini waterfall, but it's fucking cold as hell. And we're sitting in water that's freezing cold. And we're sitting there for about two and a half hours. I would say probably longer than that, waiting for everyone, for the rest of the people to come down. And it finally gets to where our second, which is the last person in line, it finally gets to the point where they're coming down the pitch and like, oh my God, it just, I was like, I'm going to kill myself. I was literally like me and Zach were going insane in there. And anytime I mentioned it around him and I bring up, remember that one time when we were in the cave and we lost our minds and he's like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about because we did lose our minds. We were like making echoes. We would turn off our lights and just like make sounds in the dark. Like we, we were trying to entertain ourselves however we could because we were just bored as hell and freezing to death quite literally. Um, and so finally the last person gets down the pitch and I'm like, yes, okay, cool. Let's move on to the rest of this cave. Mind you, we're already about three and a half, almost four hours into this cave that should have taken four hours itself, but whatever. I was like, okay, we have no choice. We're already down this pitch. It would take us another two and a half hours to go back up. So there's no point. We just should keep going. And it's raining a bit more now. The water is starting to seep into the cave. And we're going down in this cave, which is a key note. Um, we were going down into this cave rather than like flat, like horizontally through this cave. Because the cave was, the caveway went down and into a big, like pretty area where there was a lot of like crystals and like a lot of stalagmites and stalactites and like a very pretty area. Um, and a big waterfall. So we were trying to get to that. And that was where we were trying to go. And so about two more hours of walking through a cave, we get to the very bottom of the cave, which is the very last stop that we had. And it's, 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 there's a big, big, big waterfall that we need to go through to get to the last part that we wanted to see. And some people were like, some people were like, being like, oh, actually, I don't want to go see it. And so some people stayed behind. And then some people, I was one of the people who was like, I want to go see it. So let's, let's go down this, this, like, small pitch. And then, like, let's see the stalagmites, stalactites, and let's get out of here. Because um, I was like, I've, I'm in this cave, I may as well see the most of it. And so we go through this waterfall, which is quite small at the moment. It's not, it's not huge, but it is spraying and it is, like, very wet and very cold. 
And so we go through the waterfall and we go down just a little bit, probably like 30 minutes down. Um, and then we get into this bottom like pool almost. And we see, see all these beautiful stalactites and blue, beautiful stalagmites. And it's just gorgeous. And then we're like, okay, let's head back up. Um, and then we realized that while we were down there for about 30 minutes, the water had reached um, quite a height. And we were realizing that the water was pouring in at such a rate that we couldn't get back up because the water was just hitting us so hard. And we were at this point, we were all so exhausted because we'd been in this cave for at least six, seven hours now. And we were just so knackered and so exhausted. Um, and we were trying to get back up the way we had come down, but we couldn't because the water was hitting us so hard. The water pressure was just way too intense. And so the only way to get out of there was to climb up the rocks, but there was no way to climb up the rocks because they were so smooth that there was no way to grab onto them because they were so smooth from the water that was constantly going in there. Um, and I lost my wellies trying to climb up. It was, it was just a nightmare. So basically the, the, there was two girls in our group who decided not to come down with us and they were just chilling out, like chilling with the second, just outside where we were, um, like outside the 30 minute walk in the cave. And so it was the two girls in front of me. We were trying to help them get up this big, it was probably about, oh, I want to say like, like three and a half, four foot tall, like step that you needed to get up, but water was running down it at the same time. And this water was pushing everyone back. So you couldn't get up the step to get all the way up to the next bit where we needed to go. And so we were like, I would just remember like shoving a girl like up onto the like rock base and like shoving her onto it just so that she could get up. And then I had to do the same for the other girl. And then when it came my turn to do it, I, I'm quite short. And so I was really struggling. And so I was, I was also exhausted at this point. I was freezing cold because I'd been standing in cold water for ages at this point. Because this had been about probably, I'd say like 30 minutes, 45 minutes of just trying to get these other girls up onto the rock. Um, I'm doing this motion with my shoulder of like shoving someone up, but you can't see it. Um, but... I was exhausted at this point. It was me and Zach at the bottom of the pitch. Zach, being his tall, lanky self, was able to just, like, spiderweb his way up the wall. If you, like, the best way to describe it is where you push your, you wedge yourself in between two rocks and you just kind of shimmy your way up. And he was tall enough to be able to do that. I um, was not able to do that. I lost my wellies in the cave. They just floated away because they fell off my feet because they were so full with water that the water just collected in them and then just zooped them right off my feet. Um, and I was like, I was like, well, shit, okay, guess I'm going fucking barefoot in this cave. Like, I was just in my wet socks at that point. I don't even think, actually, I don't even think I had my wet socks at that point. I think I hadn't bought them yet. I think I was just in my regular wool socks. Ridiculous. It doesn't matter. But I was like, like kind of freaking out because I was like shit I'm gonna have to be rescued from this cave also either either we're gonna have to be rescued from this cave or I'm gonna drown or both um I was like either I'm gonna drown we're all gonna drown or we're gonna get out of this fucking cave somehow and so I was like I was like with all the energy left in me I was like I'm gonna fucking spider web my way up this wall no because I was like I, I can do this it's fine I was just keeping calm the best way because I was I was kind of having a panic attack not kind of, I was having a full-blown panic attack, being like, shit, I can't get up this pitch, I'm freaking out, and I'm hyperventilating, and I'm cold, and I don't know what to do, I, like, I was full-out freaking out, um, 
And I was like, okay, I need to spiderweb my way up the wall. And while the leader was rigging a rope to help me get up, I would just spiderweb my way up the wall. And was he was like, what the fuck? How, how did you get up here? And I was like, I just climbed. And he was like, oh, great. Okay, let's go. Because he was like thinking that he had to rescue me using using a rope. And so he was like, you're up here? Okay, great. Let's get the fuck out of here. We have to go through this waterfall again. But at this point, this waterfall is pouring water at us. It's just gallons and buckets and buckets of water and it's ridiculous and so we have to all go through this waterfall without getting so basically the waterfall was right next to a big drop so like if you you there was a bit of a it was like it's hard to explain there was like a pinch in the wall so like you couldn't really fall down the the you couldn't really fall down the big drop because it was like closed off by a bit of rock but it was still there and it was still a danger. So we were trying to avoid that. So everybody went through the waterfall one by one. Um, and it was incredibly stressful because the water was hitting us so hard and with, with such force that it was making it really hard to go through it. And it was fucking freezing cold. And the last thing you want at this moment after you've been in a cave for about eight hours is to be freezing cold. Um, and I get to the waterfall and I just jump through it and I'm like, what the fuck? I just need to get the fuck out of here. Um, and I get through the waterfall and then we get, we walk about the, we walk back like to where the pitch is, to where we need to SRT our way back up. At this point, it's been about eight hours in the cave. We also have this thing in caving called call out times, which is a certain time that if you're not back by, we need to call cave rescue because that's, it's like, there's no sign of them. They're stuck in the cave. And so we were reaching our call out time. So we really needed to like scamper our way out of this cave and really hurry it up because otherwise they were going to call cave rescue on us. And so we were like, shit, we need to get out of this cave. And so we get to the SRT pitch again. This time we're at the bottom. We got to teach these four people how to use SRT to get themselves up the pitch. So it was teaching these newbies how to get up a pitch while we're all freezing cold and like the water is still coming in. Like the water is still like a dire situation because we could still drown at this point. And so we're trying to get people up the pitch, trying to get them up as fast as we can. Um, and then we, we eventually get to the top of the pitch and we just like march our way out. Like, I just remember, I think I was like one of the second, I think it was the second or third person to go up the pitch. And I like zoomed my way up because I, I already knew how to do it. I didn't need to be taught because these people still had to be taught how to get up this pitch. It, was, it fucking blows my mind that this even happened because it was just so stupid because it was like, who teaches SRT in a cave? And who who planned this trip knowing that the rainfall was going to be so bad? Because it's like, it doesn't matter how badly you want to do a cave. I don't care if it's bonfire weekend and you want to do a cave. If the rainfall is too much, the, the rainfall's too much, then you can't do the fucking cave. Like, just get over yourself and just agree with Mother Nature because Mother Nature said no caving for you today, okay? Ugh, ridiculous. Anyways, so I get up to the top of the pitch. I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting for people to come up. It takes ages. And it, like... At this point, I'm, like, thinking, like, everything is taking, like, so much longer to me in my mind because I'm, like, just cold and shivering and just waiting and I don't have the fucking boots on. Um, and I'm just cold and just miserable and just awful. Um, and I'm just waiting for these people to get up this pitch. And finally, after about two and a half hours, 
of waiting for people to get up, everyone is finally up to the top of the pitch and we can go through the last part of the cave, which is the easiest part where it's literally just walking and there's not a ton of water. Like the water had clearly risen, but it was a higher point in the cave. So the water wasn't like trickling down towards us anymore because we had gotten past that part basically. Um, But we get out of the fucking cave. Thank fuck. Um, we get out of the cave, it's pouring rain outside, it's dark, it's cold, it's really fucking windy, um, and we're walking on this just, just completely exposed grassy area, have to do this whole 45 minute walk back, I'm in socks, and I'm like, I, at this point, I just don't give a shit, I'm like, I just want to get back, I was covering my ears the whole time, because my, my ears were so cold, my headlamp was dying, so I had to keep switching it to a lower setting, so that it wouldn't fully die, it was a fucking nightmare. And we had to, we did the whole walk back. I was like, I literally, I got back to the hut and I was like, I went to the president of the caving society and I, I told her, I'm like, I'm never going caving again. And I just kind of cried. I was just like, I, I can't, I can't do it again. Like that was too much. And like, I like people went caving the next day because there were other groups of people that went caving in different caves and had a great time. And I was like, I'm not caving again. I did go caving again because I'm a silly, stupid little idiot. And I like to risk my life <laughs> for stupid things. But um, I, after that, I was quite frightened of caving. And now I plan my own caving trips um, because I trust myself to be a leader more than I trust somebody else to be a leader. Because it is completely the leader's fault that they decided that it was okay for us to go into that cave and that they thought it would be safe. It's completely their fault. Um, and it shouldn't have, none of it should have happened. But thankfully, we all got out of there in one piece. Everybody was pretty, like, emotionally torn to shreds after that. Like, everybody was kind of, like, some of the girls were crying. Like, some people were, like, like, it was not good. It was not good at all. Um, But that's my story. That's my story. That's how I almost died in a cave. I'm glad I can finally say I have a recording of this because I want people to listen to it. Um, Because I think it's quite a fun story. And it's like a, it's like an, I I risked my life and almost died. Wow. Like it's, it's a fun story. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you listen to the next episode. And I love you all very much. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode. Bye.